Hey there, it's Dr. Heidi. You're listening to It's Not Normal, It's Toxic, a podcast geared towards the things you may be misunderstanding about the difficult relationships in your life. I did not understand it when I was in it, but I definitely understand it now, and I want to share that understanding with you so that you too can find the courage you didn't know you had to make the changes you didn't think you could make. Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Dr. Heidi. You're listening to It's Not Normal, It's Toxic, Rid Your Life of Toxic People. And of course, most of the country is either dealing with rain right now or dealing with 99 degrees. I'm in like 99 degrees right now, I feel like. Um, So I hope wherever you are, you're enjoying some sunshine because this year has been something else. Um, Let me see. Do I have any announcements today? Actually, one of the announcements is actually I have two, which I have said on previous podcasts, but um, the free to me online through the end of the month is still half price. The reason we did half price was during shelter in place. Many people had to wanted to get the information, but had to be able to self study it. So that is still available with the coupon code virus 2020, B I R U S 2020. Um, all caps, and you can you can find that program on my website, which is coachingwithdrheidi.com. The other um, special that's going on is right now with a month of private coaching, I'm including the self-study course. So sometimes it's, it's nice to have the written form um, to have with you during the week between calls. And so that's been um, a good option for people. And then again, the conference, It's Not Normal, It's Toxic National Conference was postponed because of our crazy year and it's been moved to September 18, 19 and 20. Um, It's going to be hosted in St. Louis. So if you've been looking to get the information on the 21 character traits of the toxic person, why they do what they do, the conference is a great way for you to get all the information in like two days. On top of just getting the information, you're going to be surrounded by people who are going through same or similar situations. So being able to get that support group that may not be your actual friends and family is huge for you because of the power you get when you have people behind you that understand your situation. So if you're interested in the conference, that link is also on the website. Um, Okay, so I think that sums it up for today. I can continue to make announcements, but I'd be making them up. This is going to probably be one of my favorite podcasts. It's also a podcast I've been waiting to do. And I'm just going to say it now because I can already feel my voice is shaking. It's probably going to make me cry. So um, I have a guest today on the podcast and hang on. Okay. Her name is Taylor and she's actually the first client that I ever had in the toxic relationship awareness and healing. So welcome Taylor. Thank you for having me. Yes, we've been waiting a long time. Um, We kind of have our own story. I'm going to let Taylor kind of tell you about how I met her. But um, just so you know, I like to blame her a little bit for this (laughs) chaotic career that I have now. um, Because it was helping her um, through the situation that she's going to talk about now. That helped push me into writing my program and developing this, this whole entire thing that you guys are listening to. So after the podcast, you can give Taylor a hand because I don't know that I would have done this if she wouldn't have showed up in my life. 
Oh, stop. You're, you're absolutely amazing at what you do. And you were meant to help people like me. So not, it's not just me. (laughs) Well, I told you. Yep. Okay. I'm trying to get my tears back. Okay, good. So Taylor, tell them how you met me. Hmm. Well, Dr. Heidi was a classmate of my dad's um, in chiropractic school. As I'm sure some of you know, she was a chiropractor, which is amazing. She's the jack of all trades. Um, But, um, you know, some years later, I found myself in a pretty toxic relationship um, in my sophomore year, end of my freshman year, uh, beginning of sophomore year of college. And my dad, ironically, was starting to see... um, you know, Dr. Heidi posts a little bit on Facebook. Um, I forget if it was on your personal account or maybe you were just starting your <clears throat> Facebook. It was probably on my personal account <clears throat> at that time. That was pre-Taylor. So I probably didn't. Yes. Page. Yes. So, but just about generally, I don't, I don't, I mean, it's not like you were, you know, talking too, too in detail about everything that had gone on, but my dad had seen something along the lines of you um, maybe interested in, well, just interested in sharing your story and what you had gone through. Um, and my dad who like, you know, it still shocks me to think that he was the one that like put this together. Cause you know, often it's like the moms that tie the loose ends, <laughs> I feel like, but um, yeah, he, you know, reached out to Dr. Heidi and basically was kind of sharing a little bit about what I was going through and um, you know, not to my knowledge, um, put me in contact with Dr. Heidi and for, you know, a very, very long time, not too, too long, but, you know, a good bit of time, I was pretty apprehensive to wanting help and um, kind of reflecting on, like, what actually was going on in my life. Um, so, you know, in typical um, daughter fashion, I was, like, pushing my dad away. I was like, you need to stop pushing this on me. <clears throat> I'm fine. I remember um, telling him we might have to trick her onto the phone. <clears throat> yes, that was probably <laughs> what ended up happening. Yeah, so that is pretty much how we got connected. And then I think um, after some time for me to kind of learn about what, you know, was going on and doing a little bit of self-reflection and then understanding what you did and what you brought to the table, of course, I became a little bit more aware of why my dad thought that that was a good decision for me, which it obviously ended up changing my life. So I'm forever grateful for my dad for, you know, connecting the two of us. Well, that's the chiropractic profession for you, I guess. Just <laughs> um, so describe, describe a little bit about the situation you were in when, when I first met you, mm-hmm. like how old were you? Mm-hmm. So I was 18. I had just turned 19. Um, and I've been obviously connected with Dr. Heidi for quite some time. Um, so I'm a couple years older now. I'm just about to turn 23. So it's been uh, quite a little bit of time since all of this happened. But I was, it was the end of my freshman year, like I said, beginning of my sophomore year of college. Um, and I was in a relationship with someone that I had um, dated in high school. And then we tried to uh, make things work in college. And um, yeah, things just started to change a little bit. And well, not a little bit, I'm downplaying it. (laughs) Things started to change a lot. And, you know, obviously with just the trials and tribulations of going to college and having all that's on, you know, 
your your personal plate trying to balance a relationship on top of that was difficult especially um you know so young and so you know that that was my world my world was my relationship and you know I was very small-minded at that time and didn't really think about the bigger picture and what lied ahead and what was at stake but yeah I was in a relationship um with someone from high school and yeah, things just became a little bit difficult with the long distance and then things started to become toxic and emotionally abusive and um, turned into some physical abuse and verbal abuse. Um, yeah, so, you know, and for someone that was my age, that wasn't something that I was accustomed to being common or even like talked about. So, you know, I'm sure we'll talk about it in a little bit. That's kind of why I pushed off you know, wanting Mm -hmm. to truly recognize what was wrong and what was going on and, you know, accepting how much it was impacting my life. So that first day that I was talking to you and really, I just, I just got your number and I just set up a time to call you, didn't I? And I'm like, (laughs) I'm calling you. Will you answer? And you were like, yeah, I guess. So when we first started talking, I remember going over and I didn't want to overwhelm you. So I had picked a few. I started going over some of the character traits. Yes. What were you thinking? Were you like, this lady's nuts? <laughs> <laughs> no, never. No, I definitely, um, no, you are never nuts. But I was absolutely like, you know, I did not think this was me. You know, the things we were talking about was like, so not what I had, you know, perceived my relationship or um, my boyfriend at the time, or even myself to have these traits of such toxicity. So I definitely was apprehensive And I was like reluctant to like, you know, absorb any of the advice you were giving me and just the education you were giving me. Um, So it definitely took a lot of time for me to come around. You were a good actress because I felt like. (laughs) (laughs) No, I was definitely listening, but I think it was, you know, it's hard to swallow that pill of someone from the outside looking in that was like kind of nailing everything on the head and then at the same time I was like wait but I don't even you know I've never you know, up until up until this past fall I had never even met Dr. Heidi so I was like who is this person that knows my life like dad were you t- what have you been telling her and like you know a lot of it was just like you know I you could call it irony or you could just call it like you know why we're all listening to this podcast is it was a toxic relationship and she you know she knew exactly the traits and the characteristics and, you know, what was going on in my relationship. Not because my dad had told her, because I had told her, because she, you know, had some inside scoop. It's because she had, you know, had a similar situation and that's, the stars kind of aligned. And I was like, wow, this is, you know, definitely ringing a lot of bells and raising a lot of flags. Yeah. So the education now, I have to, I'm going to say this, you might say more about this, Taylor, too, but she was in the perfect position when I met her because he was just getting ready to go into basic training. And you, as listeners, all know the no contact thing is absolute must when we're trying to um, change the dynamic of relationships like this. So she was, so timing was perfect. Yes. so it was during this time that he he was gone and there was no contact allowed that I did most of my education. And this is one of the one times I felt like I was under the gun because normally 
I, I'll educate, educate, educate. People aren't going to leave until they're ready to leave. But I knew I had this window that there was, there had to be no contact. And I, I really felt like, okay, you've got a month to do this. And we really, I really tried to pick the stuff that I knew was going to be most impactful for her. And we had it all set up. We knew that she would be the first or one of the first that he called when he was finished. And Mm -hmm. so we had talked extensively that day about this is what's going to happen. This is, you know, this is what he's going to say. And this is how you need to react or not react. And that's exactly what happened. Right. Right. For six hours after he was um, finished, he had contacted you, correct? Yep. Yep. So what do you think was, um, because obviously he probably assumed that as soon as he got out, everything would be back to normal. So what was, was there something that made, that made you stay away from him after that month of no contact? What was, what was something that kept you from just falling back in? Mm -hmm. So definitely like Dr. Heidi said, and I had briefly mentioned, um, there was like a little bit of physical abuse and, you know, throughout the relationship, it was pretty mild. It was just like, I, I minimize it now still to this day, which bothers me, but I, maybe I minimize it to not get worked up again, but there was a really bad night right before he had left right before, you know, I, well, it was when we started talking already, but I was still trying Mm -hmm. to manage this relationship, but you know, it got really ugly, ugly, ugly one night. And I mean, I think, you know, I would say I'm a pretty tough cookie uh, cut from a pretty tough cloth. So I, you know, I'm, I'm always under the impression that like, you know, I can handle myself. I can handle whatever, situation I'm in but that situation um you know ironically like two nights before he left this all happened and it scared me and I had never been scared I had never like feared for my not necessarily my life but like I was scared and I had never experienced something like this This isn't something like this is not the household I grew up in I I'm not accustomed to you know relationships being like this so when that you know when it got a little too far I was scared. So that I think was what spurred me to, you know, start to really buy into what you were talking to me about. And then once we, well, he reached out and we, you know, mildly resumed contact just purely based on the fact that like he needed, you know, someone to talk to. And I've always been that person. I think it was all the education and all the work we had done over those, you know, last like month, month and a half of time. And I had started to really recognize you know, from a different perspective, not as the, you know, the person I am, you know, in my shoes in this relationship, but as someone else looking in Mm -hmm. on what was something that was so, so toxic, you know, and for someone my age, that's something that, you know, like I said, is not common. It's, I mean, my friends didn't go through, you know, have relationship problems like this. And if they did, they didn't talk about it. And, you know, but to my knowledge, this, this is not something that occurs this frequently, but I think, you know, as, you know, as life goes on and generations change, this is something that's becoming a bigger problem amongst younger people. And I think, like I said, I was the tough cookie and I was like, you know what? I can handle this. This isn't a big deal. And then I got scared and I was like, this is enough. This is, you know, I'm, I'm looking in now, you know, months, two months, three months out from this relationship. And after I'd resumed contact with him, I was just starting to see all of these things that we had talked about were spot on. I was like, there's that trait. There's that trait. Here's, you know, him being real sweet, then him freaking out. 
this, that. It was just, you know, and I was able to kind of take a step back and be like, wow, this is exactly what we've been talking about. And he didn't change just like I thought he would. And I'd hoped he would. He didn't because this is, you know, hardwired who he is. Yes, I know. And we always, always hope they'll change. So, so you, you were pretty steadfast in not stepping all the way back in after that. So, right. And then it kind of just, you kind of just separated yourself more and more, if I remember, mm-hmm. right? So then tell us a little bit about like what your next year was like and how mm-hmm. even, even though you were out and there was no contact or very little contact, how did you notice that the relationship affected you personally? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that again is, you know, another reason that I, that really, really kept me from going back was because I started to see the effect that that relationship had had on me as a person. I developed, like I said, I was at this point, I had just started my sophomore year. I was like that entire summer apprehensive about going back to school. That's not me. You know, I'm, I love school. I love my major. I played sport in college. I loved my teammates. You know, that was something that I wouldn't give up for the world, but reflecting back and seeing on, you know, how much I had changed because of this this person in this relationship. And I, you know, it was, it was just incredibly sad to see once I was able to turn that corner and really look back at what had happened. And I started to develop um, a terrible, terrible anxiety and about everything. It wasn't about my, my relationship. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of even, I don't even know if this is a term, but a lot of even social insecurity, like, Mm -hmm. you know, I remember, you know, texting you about just, normal friends nights out that had you very anxious oh yeah super anxious about absolutely and then exactly social situations especially and like situations that I found myself in that triggered things that maybe he wouldn't have liked or I you know I'm in college I'm I'm a girl in college and I was like you know what I want to I want to put makeup on and go out with my friends but like when I was in a relationship with him that was something he had a problem with he didn't like that I wore makeup he didn't like that I you know dressed in my opinion cute for a night out with my girlfriends and stuff like that and I I would literally stay in and this was after our relationship I Mm -hmm. I that that year after I would not go out with my friends and my roommates would be like why aren't you coming out you know you know we only got a couple nights off with our sport and those nights we cherished but I was so I had so much anxiety and so much insecurity that I was like I can't I don't want to go talk to guys. I don't want to go out in public because I had all these perceptions of myself that weren't true, but were so destructive and so negative. Well, and you, you know, know what else I remember? Correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm an old lady that might not memory. <laughs> but didn't you even start like questioning your major? And mm-hmm. and because you changed, you changed majors after that, didn't yes. you? Yes. Yes, I did. Yeah. Going into... It was just, yeah, the same time all of this happened because I started um, that major my sophomore year. Yeah. Um, it just, there was so much change. And looking back, you know, obviously everything has somehow, by the grace of God and by the grace of Dr. Heidi, worked out so, so, so well for me. And, you know, a lot of strength, you know, I've had to develop a lot of strength and, you know, but I mean, it's just, it's crazy to think that all those aspects of my life from just personal anxieties and insecurities to like changing my major, not wanting to go back to school. What's my life going to look like? You know, you even struggled with, um, 
that sport that last that year afterwards and that was absolutely you had done your whole entire life and that was absolutely season for you yeah and that was huge too because I mean I played a division one sport and I had trained and trained and trained my whole high school career and you know growing up to get to this point I was given this opportunity and I worked so hard to get that because that's what I wanted and I loved it it was absolutely tough don't get me wrong but like to think that like I was willing to give that up because of a relationship, me looking at looking back at that is just like I am so thankful and so I mean this sounds maybe a little uh I don't know high and mighty of myself, but I'm so proud of myself that I was able to pull myself through that and get to the other side because if I would not have, I would not have you know seen that the grass was a lot greener. Yes, for sure. I remember the days before practice. Oh um, yeah. So oh, now, yeah. now that you have, you're a couple years past that now, now tell us what your life looks like now, as opposed to that high anxiety sophomore yes. year. Yes. It's so I'm um, in grad school now and, um, sports are over cause I um, have graduated from that chapter of athletics, but I'm, uh, it's it's crazy to reflect and I'm so like I said so proud of the person I've become and for a long time after not a long time obviously because it's not been too long which is so crazy to think about but you know I was pretty insecure with guys and like dating and um, just even like hanging out with our guy friends I just it took a lot of rebuilding and my junior year which was a little over a year about a year and a half since my relationship ended with this previous um, person, but I met a wonderful boy, a man, I guess. (laughs) He's what he's absolutely wonderful. And he's still around today. It's been um, a little over three years since we've met. And he has, I mean, he has really made me, you know, learn and trust again, but, you know, recognize what a relationship should be and I think as much as it's him and as much as he's wonderful I think a lot of that came from me finally being strong enough to say you know what I do deserve better you know what I do deserve to be happy again I do deserve to have fun again and you know I think it took a lot of like let taking that weight off my shoulders of like I don't deserve I don't deserve I don't deserve to like heck yeah I deserve like and that took time and you know I I think about like, you know, how, how strange that relationship starting was with my current boyfriend. I was, I mean, I still am so insecure, but like, I just was constantly waiting for the other foot to drop. And I still am from time to time. I just was so afraid that something bad was going to happen again. And you know what, it's Mm -hmm. three years later and things have been great. And it's so, you know, it's so nice to not nice, but it's, you know, I'm proud to look back and recognize what I have grown from. Um, yeah. So, yes. I mean, things are great now. Yeah. I remember when, when you told me that you were dating, I remember my stomach just going, Oh, oh no. Yes. yes. And yeah, I think I it's... texted every date you went on for a week or for a month oh, and yeah. a half. When you first oh yeah. Him. I remember a really good piece of advice you, you actually gave me. And I should oh have told you, yeah, you said every date or every, yeah, I guess it was every date. You need to think of it like an interview. You need to run through 
the checklist of things you want in a relationship and prioritize what you want. And it's, it's an interview. It's like, it's literally like I, you know, and I had never looked at it like that, but it was like, I was paying attention to the things that I wish I would have paid attention to before and being like, that's not there. That's not there. Like check, 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 check down the list. And it was like that, you know, mindset of like, you know, this is, I mean, you don't, I mean, maybe at my age, you dated to just have fun, of course. But I mean, I was getting a little bit older and I was like, I don't want to date a guy just to date a guy for the semester or whatever. I was trying to, you know, think a little bit more long term. And I was over the whoop it up, have fun college years. And I was like, this is, you know, something that I'm committing to for a, a longer span of time. And I need to make sure that like, you know, I'm taking care of myself and I am you know, checking those boxes and the interview process analogy definitely helped me, but yeah. And, you know, and the other thing we talk periodically because every, every listener knows that triggers pop up and they never, they, they pop up at times when you don't expect them to. So we still, you still identify triggers that happen now, even after being out for three years and you right away recognize okay this is why I'm feeling this way how come how what is causing me to feel this insecure and -hmm. you can usually talk yourself back and you know isolate the reason why you're having that type of insecurity and yeah that's that's what it is it's it's all talking to yourself and reminding yourself to like she said look at it from a different perspective look at it from the outside looking in rather than trying to figure it out from the inside because that's yeah that's huge if you can understand that the the insecurity and the triggers come from something that you've been programmed. That's, that's a response that's been programmed by the toxic person in your life. So, you know, pinpoint it. Um, If you could tell now, because, because you're the young, well, we did have one other young lady on the podcast um, about a year ago, but what would you tell someone your age? If you could tell them one thing about what you've learned going through this whole process? Hmm. Yeah, this is definitely, this is definitely a tougher question um, for me specifically, but, you know, I think like a big thing for me was, well, of course we talked about it a little bit, but like the no con, the period of no contact, which incidentally was just because he was not able to have contact because of basic training, but that no contact period was huge. And I, you know, just talking about that, reflecting back on that with you, I I really think about how important that time, that short amount of time was for me to gain so much strength and so much understanding. Um, But another, probably the biggest thing for me was, you know, I was so, I still am so young. I talk about it like it was a million years ago, but it feels like it was. Um, But I was just so, you know, I was 19, 20 years, 18, 19, 20 years old. And I was just so, I mean, my world was this big. It was, my relationship was my world. School was my world. And I was not able to see past the relationship ending. Like I was not able to, like all those things, I was not able to come to terms with like, yeah, I deserve better. I was just so, you know, negative, yes, negative towards myself and like, I did, it was not only, you know, him telling me all these years that I didn't deserve better, but like, I started to believe it. But I, I think such an important thing, you know, especially for young people like me is one to, you know, to, to get ahead of it before it starts to turn into something and don't push it off just because you think it's not common amongst the younger generation, because it absolutely is. 
And I think that was a big thing for me too, is just recognizing that I'm not, like, I was so scared to say anything. I was so scared to be that girl that had this problem because no one wants to be, you know, no girl that has that problem or be in a relationship that has that problem because you just, you don't want that for yourself. You don't want that for the people in your life. And I think I was just so afraid, but looking back, we're good at denying it. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think just, you know, like you said, just an absolute huge piece of advice is recognizing, you know, to step outside of yourself and to really look from the other side of the fence at what is going on and to recognize that there's a whole lot of life to live ahead and a whole lot of positive days to come and a whole lot of just what you actually deserve ahead. And I think I was just so short term minded. I was just, you know, five minutes ahead of me. And like, I I could not look past all the negativity. And I think looking back, if I would have been able to get over that hump a little bit earlier, I think I would have started to come to terms and feel better and heal a lot earlier than I did. But yeah, absolutely. Those are huge things. Well, good. I feel like we might have lost some Wi-Fi connection there. So you might've sounded like a robot for just a minute. So, uh, but, but I think it, I think it will, it will be good, but thank you Taylor for being here. And if I get any young people's questions I may forward them to you because I'm not any I'm not young anymore so yes so you are anybody, <laughs> so so those of you who are listening who are younger and I know right now I do have quite a few younger listeners than I did when I started um Taylor has been fantastic and she has now gone on to coach correct mm-hmm. so so now yeah. she's coaching so she is mentoring young women maybe not in this but she has done such a great job of rebuilding her self-esteem and taking a hold of the leadership skills that she has to be present because she's going to run into people, young, young people that are going to have this same problem. So she's already turned this around and is already paying it forward. So that's huge. So thank you for being here, Taylor. And we of may course. have you back eventually. We'll talk of to you later. Of course. Yes. Thank you so much. <laughs> Bye. Bye.